0: And welcome to the weekend spread presented by the pigskin podcast network and the schooner pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me, we got Jamison, we got Ty, and we got Bowden Blake here to break down yet another slate of college football. We're entering week nine, almost at double digits, folks. We're down the stretch and uh, folks, this is a, this is a pretty fun slate. One of those where tough decisions will be made. Not a great gambling slate. But a very fun one to watch. So, let's take a look at the records before we get this thing going. Uh, Jameson, despite a three and five week last week, is still on top at thirty seven and thirty nine, followed by Ty at thirty seven and forty by uh, way of his pot of greed pick. Um, Blake is at thirty six and forty, and I am tailing it at thirty six and forty one uh, by pot of greed and my wild card hit. So that was my saving grace. So. All in all, very close race uh, towards the top here. Uh, Ty, big week last week for you. Went five and three. How are you feeling?
1: Uh, I'm feeling good. You know, you live by shooting from the hip. You die by by shooting from the hip. (laughs) Are you you accidentally (laughs)
0: shooting yourself in the leg?
1: (laughs) No, there was another implied joke there. Wasn't intended.
0: But... uh, (laughs) It, ha- it happens, it happens. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: okay.
0: <laughs> all righty. I don't know why I ask you all questions anyway. I, mean, I say that every week. All right. I can't
1: help it when movie stars start uh, popping people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're off to a hot start, folks. Blake, you were inches away from uh, only having one win last week, the Ohio State win over Indiana. Uh, you're, but your beloved Nevada Wolfpack came through narrowly uh how are you feeling you, you you went from uh hero to zero here
2: last week sucked gambling wise and sucked on a personal level now that i'm living my like i'm in purgatory right now at tcu football i'm stuck with gary patterson for the next three years he sucks he's a horrible coach and that you can tell my demeanor has changed from last week's State of the state of the Frogs Athletic. I want him out. I want him gone. I want him so far gone, his stench from our program. But I did get to watch last week OU struggle against Kansas, and that actually gave me a little bit of happiness. So I will take it. Horrible gambling week, horrible TCU week, but watching OU not score anything against Kansas made me feel a little happy.
0: So I, I would also be remiss to not ask you about uh, TCU legend Sonny Cumbie. Uh, taking the head coaching role interim head coaching role at Texas Tech. How are you feeling about your your guy Sonny cumby leading the Red Raiders?
2: Yeah, so what I'm scared of is. He actually does a pretty decent job, gets him to a bowl, and then TCU hires him after Gary Patterson. That would be my absolute hell. It's just like, I can't escape this man and his average play calling, and he becomes our head coach. And it so happens that he is now, like, he has a chance to do well, and then... Quinte, our old offensive coordinator, probably is going to get fired from Virginia Tech at the end of the season, and I swear to God if we hire him, I am done. I'm done with D.C. football. There's so many of Gary's little guys that are still around, kind of in
3: key Gary's positions. Gary's little guys. So Gary links. Hired.
2: And I don't, they're worse than Gary, which is saying something right now, so please, dear God, Sonny Gumby, please be bad so you don't become our head coach in two years. Please.
0: I love how just when it looks like the worst for y'all, it just gets even worse. Uh, Jameson, again, not a great week, but uh, still on top. You uh, looking to stay on top? That's a dumb question. Of course you are. Thank you, Bobby, for the amazing introduction. <laughs> um, i, I like bottom say, guy. Uh, I, I just turned into Magic Johnson for a second there. I guess the power
3: yeah, okay. bottom. Oh god. Um, oh god. Let's just let's just talk about how uh, I'm not picking Pac-12 as a wild card for the rest of the year. And Utah you showed me some stuff, you know? And then I'm like, great, their offense is kicking ass. Like, they're doing great in the first quarter. starting up 14-0 right off the bat. What the hell is wrong with that defense? I'm just staying far, far away everything packed Because there's just too much going on there that I can't keep up with.
0: I mean, fair enough. I, I think everyone should stay away from the Pac-12. Yeah. Too much Pac-12, it's dangerous for your health. No. Um, yeah. So, no, anyways. It's, just, it's just the state of Utah. Is,
1: is just really bad this year for gambling. But BYU and Utah have both been unreliable.
0: That's Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. All right, let's dive into the slate where we have a game that looked like it was going to be good last week, but thanks to a very, very dumb overtime within Illinois, is uh, not so great as um, number 20 Penn State travels to Ohio State, Buckeyes favored by 17.5, all lines provided by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to check that out. Use promo code TPPN uh, to place your bet on this game or any other on the slate. Or just any bet. You can, you can bet F1 if you want to. I don't care. Anyways, Penn State, their season's kaput. It's done. It's dead. It's it's floating around in the water. It's bad. Um, and uh, I, I got to say, I kind of love dumb overtime, I just wanted to mention it, uh, Jameson. What did you think of Dub Overtime? It was great. It, it was great. It was. It was
3: kind Stop. of I feel fake <laughs> nine overtimes, but it went fast. You know, it went fast, and that's all we needed. It you was know, the longest we, game. We, that's why it, you know, was, so, it was so. It was so funny. So much longer. It could have been so so much longer. You know, but then you know, it was just back and forth, and obviously, you know, but it was
0: it was very entertaining. It was almost comedy. Ty, how would you decide uh, overtime if it was up to you? I so honestly, I, I don't
1: like the the new changes. I I would love for there to be, I think, I so I, one I love college overtime way more than NFL overtime. I think the NFL system is is garbage. Uh, so I would like the college round one overtime for ten rounds, and then you have a PK shootout between the kickers where they're just backed up 10 yards uh, until one of them misses and the other one makes it. I mean, it would be electric. I will, that I will, I'll or, give it that. Yeah, that or it's just like an Oklahoma drill between like the starting <laughs> – holders. No, nah, not the holders. People would <laughs> but be that, really but They would just train a big dude to be a <laughs> exactly. holder. <I> wanna, yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And it would become exactly.
0: an art. It, it would be an art. Like, how can you prepare for overtime? I, I love A it. big love man it. race. You're,
1: You're the heaviest You're dude recruit, on your roster has to run against the heaviest dude on the other
0: guy's roster. And just <laughs> whoever makes it across the field fastest wins. Fat guy race. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. What uh, is football time too? I, I don't know. E- either way. Let's actually get on with the picks because our listeners probably are, are furious at us right now. So, um, because Jameson is still on top, he will lead us off. Uh, followed by Ty, and then Blake and me. So, Jameson, kick us off. I'm scrambling because Bobby's order that he has
3: just presented is not the same that we have on our spreadsheet. I thought I was about to pitch again, mistaken, but here I go. I'm picking Ohio State first versus Penn State. And, and this is a game that was legitimately giving me the most headache because, yes, I understand Penn State lost in overtime. It was miserable. Ohio State's turning it around, but Ohio State, you know – is giving So I'm just thinking, I'm not thinking about the spread here. I trust Vegas to give me something pretty accurate. I'm thinking about just the storylines lines on both sides. Penn State is going to be downplayed because of their overtime loss. So it's heartbreaking and everything. And then Ohio State's going to be upplayed because they've been blowing teams out of the water. Before. You know, they kicked Indiana's ass. They played Maryland and Rutgers, but that's just cupcakes, a Big Ten. I think Penn State keeps it within 17 and a half here. I really like the way Ohio State's offense been playing. They've been really good. Do not get me wrong, and I understand Blake's already to roast me right here. Oh,
1: Lord!
3: <laughs> uh, and I really, really like the way that Ohio State is rebounded on the offensive end, but I I don't know. I, I This is so hard for me. I'm, I'm going to go Penn State. I just don't like it. I don't like it.
1: Yeah, uh, I, so Ohio State's averaging 50 points a game. Uh, so, that's <laughs> That's something to consider uh, Penn state. I understand, you know, their storyline, but even when they've been successful, they have not been able to really put up points on people. Um, so with that being said, I personally, I, I don't like it. I think it's high. I, I think there is a point later on in the week. Well, I guess we release these on like Thursday, so I don't know. Uh, but, I would presume that this will see a dip at some point throughout the week but even at seventeen and a half I gotta go with Ohio State I think I think it's a lot but I think three touchdowns they got it
3: good Blake you say did you say Penn State I said Ohio State he said Ohio okay State. I thought I thought I thought for a second I said like, oh my God someone's joining me I thought I was gonna be on an island no 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 no, yeah, this is this it. is a dumb pick. I don't I don't understand how you
2: come out of that Illinois game with Hobbled Sean Clifford going back to his original form and wanting to trust that against Ohio State. I know their defense, not very good, but Ty is right, like fifty-eight. 58- points per game over the past month like they have been I don't care who you're talking about oh you struggling against the worst team in the power five in Ohio State's out here putting 50 burgers on them each week I don't care I don't care that Penn State has played actual teams but when you look at it they haven't played dynamic offenses they played Iowa and Bo Nix on the road which we know how that goes I'm taking Ohio State I'm not getting with stinky Sean Clifford and having to rely on him to cover this like in a backdoor spread. I'm not touching him. He's hobbled. He's finally back to his form, which I said at the beginning of the season. He sucks. I'm not backing him. Give me Ohio (laughs) State. I don't care. This is going to be a route. I think this is going to be... Penn State, I think this is when James Franklin starts deciding, hey, I might take the LSU job or the USC job. I think this is the game.
3: So... Give me the extra point, Bobby. I just looked it up. It's 18 and a half right now. What is going on? I'm not changing. changing. We've lost lost this. Bobby's Bobby's turning into a robot, Bobby.
1: You called him out. He unplugged his
3: Wi-Fi router because he called him out, and, <laughs> and, and he's, he's gone. gone. And, <laughs> and, and as the second a second, second longest-standing person of the Schooner Pod, I will I will take over as host now. Okay, I'm uh, back. Oh, back oh, oh God, I'm
0: thinking. Is it? Am I still Robo Bob? No. no. Okay. No good. Good. Robo-Bob. Okay. So here's my thing. Ohio State. Yeah. Look, they've looked a lot better, but against but Indiana, <laughs> Maryland, and Rutgers have two combined Power 5 wins. And both were, uh, I believe, Maryland. Uh, they, they beat Illinois. And, um, oh yeah, West Virginia, who you all said was uh, actually going to be pretty good this year. They weren't, right, Blake? Right, Blake? Now they, they're <laughs> towards the middle
2: back of the Big 12. Middle back.
0: So so's T- where, where's TCU? Are they in the back back? Yes, I want them to be the back. I want Kansas <laughs> to put a
2: 70-burger on us. End us. Put us in the dirt. That's where I want us to be. I want us to be 10 out of 10 in the Big 12 so I can finally get a new coach. Oh, to put me
0: God.
2: in the ground. To put me in the ground.
0: Look, I <laughs> I love it. So look, I, I think Ohio State's good. I think they've gotten better. They've improved. But uh, this is their, definitely their first really big challenge since then. Um, that being said, I look... it. If this was at uh, Happy Valley, you know, with the whiteout going, I'd feel a lot better about Penn State here. That being said, I just I, I – got to go with – What is this? I, I'm announced. going with the Nittany you Lions. You've given everything okay, good, on white to good. pick Penn State. Going, you're about to choose Ohio State. I'm going with Penn State to back them up. I, I think they're okay. going to gonna keep it close. Okay, thank God. I think oh, Penn State's going to keep it close. Um, maybe – uh, this could be a backdoor situation I, I just need to see i need to see the buckeyes destroy a penn state <laughs> instead of indiana who's just stinky garbage maryland oh, who is also garbage rutgers who is you know just rotten gabagool so yeah ty's right we gotta go fast we're going we're going too slow all right. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know what, what, does it, what does it mean what does the gotta go fast side mean ty
1: that's Sanic the Hedgehog.
0: I know it's <laughs> Sanic <man. laughs> That's
1: how Australian people
0: say it. I Don't ask me why I know that, but it cracks me up. I, I, I don't know. Sanic. Okay, moving on to our next game. Some of y'all might not like this, but I'm pumped. Number 19 <laughs> oh. SMU at Houston. The Cougars Let's favored go. by one. Uh, oh. look, and here's the thing. This is a big game. Because Houston, undefeated, uh, went, went in Sorry, SMU undefeated, Houston with their one loss to Texas Tech. Um, You know, uh, poor Matt Wells, RIP. Uh, Look, this game is essentially for um, whoever gets to play Cincinnati in the um, AAC championship. So, big matchup. Uh, I'm going to get this one kicked off. I I really do believe in Mordecai and that uh, SMU offense. I I get that Houston's favored, and that makes me feel a little weird. But um, let's be honest, Houston's a commuter college, not very bi- – <laughs> I, I don't know if the uh, – if, if, if that if, if that stadium will be hopping or not. Uh, so give me the ponies uh, to uh, narrowly pull this one out. Um, yeah, SMU. Like, wrong, wrong.
1: <laughs>
2: Look, okay, SMU, they're sexy. They have a sexy offense, Trevor Mordecai, Ulysses Bentley, which I need to – issue a formal apology to Ulysses Bentley I slander his name all the time. It turns out he's the top-graded running back for the in the G5 conferences. So, he's actually like a decent running back. I need to stop slandering his name, but SMU, they're all flash but they're no power. They got all offense, no defense and the one score I just got to point out is you allow 17 points to USF, which could be worse than Kansas. USF hasn't given a fight to anybody, it feels like, this year. I think maybe they took one team, but regardless, they suck. They stink. US uh, or Houston's defense is incredible. They allow for a third down percentage, 23%. They only allow about 17 points per game. And they have the fourth fewest yards allowed in the FBS. Like, they are insanely good on defense. And SMU just shows nothing on that side of the ball. And I trust, what is it, Clayton Toon or whatever his name. U of H's offense is good enough. They're a future Big 12. Represent the Shield. Represent the shields. Give me the Cougars. (laughs) I'm backing them. Don't buy into all this Flash, all this Dallas stuff. No, no, no. This is all smoke and mirrors right here and poor Cincinnati. It's just gonna it's gonna kill their strength of schedule, but give me Houston.
0: Okay,
1: there you go. Ty. Wrong. No. <laughs> here's here's why. All right. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the most hated way of determining uh, yeah. who's better. But they have two common opponents, okay? Both of them have played navy, both of them have played Tulane. They're gonna have several more common opponents okay. um as we go on. So against Navy. Houston won 28 to 20 SMU won 38 to 24. Okay. So keep those numbers in mind against Tulane who just went back to back with both teams. Houston won 40 to 22 SMU won 55 to 26 quick, quick maths in my head, transitive property SMU is going to score more points, which means they're going to win, which means naturally they're going to have a plus one cover. So give me SMU here. This is literally a pick em. Um, you know, not for our listeners that are going to be gambling, but for for the sake of the Schooner Pod, where we're gonna where we count pushes as as wins, just for the sake of simplicity. Uh, I think this is a pretty clear SMU take here.
3: Okay, Wrong. Wrong. there you go. Wrong. Give me Houston. Yes. And I think I think Blake said it best. Really, for me is SMU gets a lot of hype, and especially from us because we saw how well they've done on primetime and versus TCU. But as we've seen with TCU, how much are we buying into it? Because that TCU's defense is miserable. And SMU's offense is their strong point. So obviously, whenever you have a team where their strong point is highlighted by the weak point of the other team, it could be a recipe for disaster. And that's what happened in the SMU-TCU game. Houston had a bad start off, but they have kind of came into form. They're just solidly stumbling through the season. I understand they don't have that big of a home field advantage, but give me Houston here because like what Blake said, I just don't trust
0: SMU's defense, and Houston is kind of just decent across the board. Okay, there you go. A true pick I like it. Moving on, we have the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, Georgia, Florida. It is going to be a battle in Jacksonville, and the dogs are favored by 14. Jameson, kick us off here. Do you think that's too much?
3: No, I think some grown men will be barking in some Gators' faces this week, and I think that they'll be able to back it up. Um, I, I Here's the deal, Blake. I know that you're in love with the Florida quarterback. What's his name? Can you remind me again?
2: Anthony Richardson, number 15, yeah.
3: AR-15, baby. But every <laughs> single time I look at Anthony Richardson's stat line, I'm like, okay, um, is, is Dude, he really? Dude, because
2: you're watching – you're looking at stats. You're not watching the film, man. He is electric. <laughs> he – if he – like. We're going to go into this, but Dan Mullen, if he doesn't play him enough, he's probably going to transfer. He's going to be the top transfer in the nation that only OU and maybe Alabama would not want this kid. This kid is electric. He's
1: going to be he's the awesome. top transfer?
2: I think if just... Dan Mullen doesn't play him like he hasn't been, yes. Bigger than Spencer okay. Rattler.
3: Okay. Yeah, so, okay, great. So if he does play – um or if he doesn't play, I think that goes to it. Because even though he might be electric, he makes plays. But he's been turning the ball over pretty handily this season. And if you're going against a defense that is can exploit a guy is able to make mistakes, even though he can make flashy plays, you should be worried against going against Georgia. So give me Georgia 14 here. I understand your reasoning with him. He might be flashy on it, but he doesn't have his um, edges rounded off yet. Ty? Yeah, I think uh... –
1: uh, Jameson kind of hinted to it. He didn't give this straight up comparison, but I will, I will straight up commit to this comparison. Anthony Richardson, AR 15, is literally, and this is not a bit about like quarter, like from number four or five or whatever. Anthony Richardson is literally just another Felipe Franks at, at Florida. Like, oh, a, no. No. Be no. Yep. No, no, that's no, not no, even that's, close. No, that's no not that's even, not I cannot not think of a better close. comparison. No, exactly the same. At least Felipe <laughs> Franks have baseball to fall back on, like Michael Jordan when he was laughed out of the NBA. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, God. Sports history.
1: Don't believe the revisionist history that they give you in Space Jam. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I forgot where I was going. Georgia's the best team in the nation. Uh, Florida is not as good as Georgia. I think Georgia has minus 14. Uh, I don't think it'll be easy. Uh, I think it'll be a little bit of a – it'll be a grind, but I think Georgia here is the uh, the clear and present take.
3: And Emory Jones threw an interception versus Vanderbilt this year.
0: Well, yeah, we're not talking about Emory Jones, though, are we, Blake? Who are we talking about? Okay, so I Aren't, originally
3: had chosen. Not Emory Jones, Georgia. Anthony Richardson. Sorry, sorry, Anthony Richardson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gosh, <I'm wrong. laughs> I was like, like okay. botched
1: it. <laughs>
2: but, okay, so I I chose Georgia, but I'm switching. I'm going Florida. Y'all got me riled up.
1: Look, okay, that. Dan Bolin
2: yeah. has been talking about how he's going to split time between these quarterbacks, but. Thinking about it more, this is all smoke and mirrors. Once again, he's going with Anthony Richardson this game. He cannot lose this electric talent like Anthony Richardson. And I know Jameson is talking about the picks, but the man, the offense hasn't been scripted to him at all. He's been thrown in in weird late-game situations having to try to save this team. And I think they realized off a of bye week, like, hey, we should play our best player before we lose him. And I think... They might pull out Emory Jones for, like, a two-point conversion OU style. Mm -hmm. But I got to go with AR-15. I'm not trusting Stetson Bennett. I know he's been playing well. But we've seen Florida compete with Alabama. I think they can maybe cover – they're at least going to be fighting towards the end, and I'm not getting on a Mark Stoops. I want to be in on the Mark Stoops-style cover, which I think could happen with Florida. I'm not going with Georgia now. Give me the Gators. I love the Gators. It's going to be an AR-15 show. Is coming out party this weekend.
0: So something major happened on Saturday uh, that really affects this game, uh, and this something actually has nothing to do with college football. The <laughs> Atlanta Braves advanced the World Series. And uh, it seems like things are going great in Georgia sports. The dogs number one. You got the Braves in the World Series. Everything's going great for Atlanta. And you know what happens when things go good for Atlanta? Sometimes they go completely to shit, which is exactly what's going to go on for Georgia right here. Things are going too good for Georgia. This is the perfect opportunity for it to go absolutely wrong. Um, Look, they're the best team in the country by far. But if we've known, if we know anything about college football this year, it's that things could go wildly off the rails at weird points in time. And what would be the most, most Georgia thing possible than to somehow lose to Florida in the cocktail party when everything's riding high? Do I think they're wow. going to lose? No. no, 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 no. They won't. They won't lose. But they're gonna, they're gonna scare them halfway to death. Um, and uh, look, I'm just saying, if you want to get weird, sprinkle a little money line on the Gators. Go for it. This is the only chance Georgia has to lose this year, including Alabama. I will say it no. right here. Um, oh my god! god. Including, <laughs> if we're not talking playoff, I, I, I weirdly enough, think that Georgia, like this, this weird rivalry game, that Gator will sneak up and bite you. So give me Florida to cover thirteen or fourteen. Um, I'm just saying. I, I do not trust a a, a happy Georgia. You know, when, when things are going well, when you're up, when you're up twenty eight to three. You know you, you, got, you know, you got, you know, you got the Gators coming. And Tom Brady's a Florida man now, so I'm just saying. That's, that's geez, the most salient point that you made. If we thought Ty's reasoning of the transitive property was flawed, Bobby's picking it just because of Tom Brady moving to Tampa. Well, no, no, no no, 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 you're missing election. the whole point. You're missing the, What I'm saying is things go wrong for Georgia people when things are all going right, because they, 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 they will lose in the most hilarious way fas- like possible okay. okay you're right that possibly most,
1: yeah that could happen the most georgia thing would be to just dominate the season and then just get absolutely blown out in the sec championship by a 2 lost bama team
0: and then yeah. lose to cincinnati
1: no, Cincinnati's not going to beat anyone in the playoffs. Okay,
0: fair enough. Oh, Cincinnati's oh, like, oh, my man. man <laughs> cold take light. alert. Pull <laughs> <Hold> it up, <laughs> no. pull it up, Ty. Cold no. take no. alert. No, no, Cincinnati, no,
1: no. OU, the only top 10 team that OU could beat right now is Cincinnati. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, no. Ty, up, Ty, shut, up. shut up. the hell up. Shut <laughs> the hell up. <laughs> shut, the shut the hell up, a... Ty. It's yeah. all coming
1: together. No, right I'm sorry. That was cold. I forgot that Michigan State is in the top 10.
0: We that can beat true. both of these
1: teams as well. Oh, It's God.
0: all coming together. Ooh. Speaking <laughs> of teams with high expectations, we got the Michigan Wolverines at Michigan State. Wolverines favored by four and a half. And look, this finally seems to be coming together for Michigan, but I think we're all ready for it to fall apart. And what better place to fall apart than a, at Michigan State, their arch rivals who uh, Jim Harbaugh just can't seem to beat. Last year, if you recall, uh, Jameson actually had probably one of the best wild cards of all time, where he took Michigan State to cover uh, 23 points. They won outright. Um, and yeah, look, Sparty, they're not flashy, but they, they get wins. And Michigan, you know, they, they've been known to play down. So this is a really good game. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to see it. Yeah, I just, and honestly, I'm going to go with history here. I'm going to go with Michigan State to cover four and a half at home. I I, I feel like it could be a different year, but I want to see it first. I want to see it first. I want to see Harbaugh actually do this. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go with what I know and go with Michigan State to cover four and a half. I'm not right. laughing at your pick, Bobby. I'm not laughing at your pick. It's just this is why you got to watch some of these on YouTube
3: because seeing Blake's reaction to the picks before him, or the first thing, whenever <laughs> he said, I'm gonna go with this Blake
1: goes,
3: <laughs> <laughs> go, go for it, Blake, sorry to steal your thunder. Go no, out. it's
2: all good. It's Bobby just has wrong reasoning. He's like, wait till I see it. Yeah, we're in the prediction business here, Bobby. We're not into the, wait, we'll see what the results after the end of the game We're a We're a betting podcast, not a recap podcast, so. I'm saying I don't uh, trust no, Michigan, no, do the because they
0: always lose in this situation Blake they always lose why would I trust a team that always falls apart this what are we talking about with Michigan State Michigan
2: State was supposed to be bottom tier and let me explain to you why this team is kind of a little bit not I wouldn't say full frauds but a little bit fraudy like Kenneth Walker III easy a Heisman candidate but he is the offense and the two times that teams have been close with them indiana and i'm forgetting the other one but two not so great teams in the big 10. nebraska they held them to less than four yards per carry it's easy to keep it close with michigan state if you just sell out for the run and force them to pass because they can't pass and i think michigan kind of a similar way they have two guys ran both for 100 yards last week really good but I think they just have a little bit more talent, which is kind of what you need in these games. And see, my Michigan downfall this year is I think they'll just be undefeated going into Ohio State and just an excellent crown. Even though this is the year that Ohio State was supposed to be the worst, finally the downfall, and we could end up just seeing Ohio State win the championship. So I'm taking Michigan here. It's just Kenneth Walker third great running back, but you can't have him be your only offensive weapon. He's the only offensive weapon.
1: Fair enough. Ty, who do you got? Yeah, I think this one is uh, this one's really easy. You know, we got the Michigan Wolverines versus the Michigan State Spartans. Uh, Spartans were known; most people know them for the Battle of Thermopylae, which they lost, by the way, uh, and uh, a relatively inflated record. The Spartans actually had a, a losing record um, when it comes to. Ancient Battles, if you guys didn't know that, go ahead and, and look that up. So, Spartan worship not tolerated, uh, because they overhyped and, and bad. Michigan State here, though, not overhyped. Oh, well, yeah, they are, because they're in the top ten. Michigan, also overhyped. But Michigan, I think, just aesthetically, the green and white is okay, but, like, it's whatever. The, the dark blue and then the yellow is just such a classic combination of primary colors that you just can't go like michigan state's coming out with a, a secondary color and then just white like come on so give me michigan here plus uh four point or minus 4.5
3: okay there, there you go our reasoning is just going off the rails we've hit colors <laughs> we've hit history we've hit different sports so far um i can i can at, point to you about- in the corners which one it is it's
2: <laughs> This one, the guy to my right, and the guy above me—it's not me.
0: Well, one of them actually picked your pick, Blake. I know, but your reasoning is crap. Hey, Bobby, can you read off the records again? Oh yes, of course. <laughs> uh, well, I'm in last, but uh, Ty actually is ahead of Blake, though. So,
2: okay. I still got okay. a lot of greed in my back. I'm a learned
0: game. individual. I know science, history,
1: the color wheel. There you go.
3: All right, right. Jamison, who you got? This is uh, this is breaking our streak of this episode of it being divided down the middle of two and two. I love Michigan here. This is the one I felt the best about. So I think Michigan State—they just haven't popped off the page at all. And Blake hit on it. They just been winning a bunch of close games and just look ugly in the in the part. They played Indiana in their last game and won by five. Like okay. Okay, let's go back and talk about some more games. You know, they they beat Nebraska, and they beat Miami, and that kind of overhyped them a little bit early in the process. But we've seen that Miami's trash. And Nebraska, you never know what you're going to get out of Nebraska. Like, come on, Indiana up by five. Give me Michigan, four and a half. Easy peasy. Okay, very much. When
2: Bobby was saying Indiana was trash, this whenever he's justifying his Penn State pick, that Ohio State had been blowing out all these trash teams, and now he's backing Michigan State, who has been very close to these trash teams, and has barely <laughs> scraped by, but that analysis is out the window now once it comes not. to the oh, Hold
0: on, hold on, hold on. Michigan also played a, a close, scrappy game with trash team Nebraska, so let's not act like Michigan has been, like, just uh, murdering but Indiana, everyone.
2: Indiana, Indiana. Indiana, I know. Yeah.
0: I, look, I, I know, not I know. I know. Uh, look, I'm just saying, don't come crying.
2: Indiana. phoenix
0: Indiana. <laughs> the eunuch Indiana. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, look, I'm just saying, um, look, don't come crying to me whenever Michigan loses on some hilarious, like, blocked punt or something. So, uh, anyways, moving on to Big 12 action. We got ourselves a game, TCU at Kansas State. I, I shifted yeah, it around. Buddy, I'm he... sorry. I, the, oh the, the, the title God. cards in, the, the title cards imported weird. Here's the rest of the order, by the way. Iowa State, West Virginia, Texas Baylor, OU, blah, blah, blah. There you go. TCU at K-State. K-State's favored by a cool tree fitty after their, uh, you know, ho-hum comeback against Texas Tech. Um, Jameson, two troubled pro- programs. Who do you got here? Wow. Mm.
3: God. Okay. I, I don't. I don't like this line. Okay. Don't like it at all. Um, TCU. What? What the hell is going on with West Virginia? I, I, I. don't know. I don't even know what to think anymore. With this being at Kansas State, I, I really want to pick them bad, but three and a half. Like, eee, I don't want to pick first. I. I really don't. I, I'm just gonna close my <laughs> eyes and. Um. I'm gonna pick TCU. Oh, God. <laughs> I do not know. I don't know. I, don't, I have no reasoning. I'm not gonna talk. Hey, I should talk about colors here because I love TCU's purple. They're both purple. <laughs> <And> K-State's purple. <laughs> All right, Tyler. You like that you, deeper purple. Take this away from me.
1: Yeah, so the thing to know about the uh, this game is we got TCU from Fort Worth and then the Purple Cowboys of, uh, of K-State. <laughs>
0: Oh, because oh, what do you mean? Like, the pur- cause, yeah, because no, they look uniform. like the Dallas yeah, Cowboys. You yeah. have
1: the Cowboys' uniforms, but purple, and um, I could put Bobby's confusion completely threw off my my train. when you start got to think about things, it messes up shooting from the hip. Um, <laughs> but what I was going to say is, oh, K State. So I'm kind of basing my opinions on these teams off of off of the OU games, and I actually went back. Don't know why, and was watching some of the OU TCU highlights. Uh, and one thing really stuck out to me is is when TCU went out there. Uh Blake there, I maybe you can help me out the the starting quarterback for TCU. Duggan. Okay, yeah. So Max Duggan on uh like his fourth or fifth drive of the game, he was running out there, and uh that's when I realized that Max Duggan was not the starting quarterback of TCU. He was in fact a Hundred foot tall dinosaur from the Paleozoic <laughs> era, and I said, "You get out of here." And uh, yeah, give me Kansas State. <laughs> that was, was, a, that was a good attempt
0: at the tree fitty joke. That right? was the most fumbled. <laughs> much yeah. like that, much <laughs> like Max Duggan himself. There was a lot give of fumbling. King State minus tree fitty. This is, this is Blake. the sloppiest pickup we've ever done. Uh, Blake, who do you got?
2: I just pray Kansas State, like I said, buries us. Please, dear God, bury us. I realized, I had to come to the realization this past Saturday that the most untouchable coach in college football is Nick Saban. And then next is Gary Patterson, because he built our entire football program. It was him and Dutch Meyer. Dutch Meyer was in the 30s and 40s. So you literally can't fire this guy. Like, he can't be fired. He won't quit, because every time he goes into a press conference, he's like, ah, like, back in 2005, we were struggling, and then the next year, we turned it around, had our best season ever. Yeah, Gary, we've had five straight seasons of absolute suck football. It's not 2005. We've had sucky seasons this entire time. The defense isn't performing. I've told them, change the scheme, change the scheme. Did not change the scheme, of course. So just bury us. Bury us so far under. And it's like, I'm getting to the point. It's like, I want Zach Evans to transfer. I want all these guys to transfer to, like, wake up our boosters' eyes to see we are in a horrible situation. That we're going into kind of a new conference with one of the just most delusional coaches right now and oh we can't seem to put that together we need to fire this man because this man won't leave this man will not leave till 2024 2025 and by then it's too late so please bury us bury us kansas bury us kansas state bury us uh, iowa state bury us osu Please, put us under. I want three wins on the season so we can finally put the hot seat on him. I'm coming for you next, Jim Dixon. Basketball season's around the corner, but I got one body to bury first, and I hope we get a brand new coach next year for TCU. We –
0: I can't believe we somehow need another like state of the TCU like state of the union for the Frogs. We
2: lost to Neil Brown. (laughs) Neil Brown and Letty. Third straight year. Third
0: Third straight year you've lost to Neil Brown. Fourth straight 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 year. year in West Virginia.
2: They are such. He is a. He was a great coach at Troy. Respected the G five. Uh, just getting a consistent G five program. But my God, like he should not be at a power five school. Like we're just losing to him willy nilly at home on homecoming, which is not a thing at TCU. But still, it means something. Whenever you put a homecoming on it, that means a guaranteed win. And you did not come out with a guaranteed win. Blow us out. Beat us by. Beat us by 120. I don't care. Put us in the dirt. <laughs>
0: Blake, uh, you, you, do you know how much uh, Gary Patterson's getting paid per year? I don't, don't want to know. $6,100,000.
2: 6000000 Every then...
0: year. The 10th highest paid coach in college football is Gary Patterson. He... And
2: Jim Dixon is paid more than Scott Drew, but this is a college basketball podcast. We're overpaying two guys that are just writing it out for their paycheck. They're getting paid millions. No, like, and just uh, it's getting infuriating.
0: Nothing's Here's the thing. happening. Chris, Cl- Chris Kleiman's a better coach. He's, he's paid far less than Gary Patterson and he's getting this dub here. Uh, all of y'all doubted my K-State Wildcats last week when I took their trip to Lubbock. And let me tell you, you had us in the first half, but we we kept it up. The Wabash Cannonball just steamrolled on through. Just rolled on pie. Got a win. Got another coach fired. Hopefully for Blake, we get another one <laughs> this week. Give me the Kansas State Wildcats to win a convincing game at home. Max Duggan, three picks. Uh, it's going to be a disaster. Give no, me... Stop.
2: (laughs) Don't put this on
0: Duggan. Duggan is not the problem. He's not turning over the ball. It is
2: piss-poor coaching when it comes from the strategic level of how you play the game of football. Do not put this on Duggan. It's not Duggan's fault. It's not Quentin Johnson's fault. He had a few drops, but not his fault. Not Zach Evans' fault. It's not even fault.
0: What do I blame Quentin Johnson?
2: I Because didn't. he had a lot of drops last game. But I'm just saying, people are blaming him. Blame the two people at the top. Two picks tsunami. for Duggan. And, yes, but Bobby, he has vastly improved this season. He's been incredible. <laughs> he was ripping what? apart the OU defense. Yes, he has, Bobby. That Her doesn't mean anything. hasn't been the I issue. I know he tore...
0: The bean man tore up the OU defense. Everyone's tearing <laughs> up the OU defense.
2: Duggan is not the issue, and trying to say that Duggan has been turnover happy, he hasn't. He's he's not
0: turnover happy, you're right. He's not turnover happy, but he's definitely taken a step back this season.
2: He hasn't taken a step back, he's gotten better, he just hasn't taken the next step, Bobby. That's the problem. He hasn't taken the big step, but he hasn't, he's been better. It's not his fault.
0: In that case, I must have just massively overrated Max Duggan. (laughs)
2: No, you are the people on the message boards that are always trying to shift it to the players and not the administration. Shift it to the people in charge. Bobby's trying to blame it on Duggan. No, it's not Duggan's fault. It's on Gary. It's on our AD. It's on the administration that allows the suckiness to happen.
0: Get this out
2: of here.
0: Blake, you got got a lot to vent, buddy. I I think I might have to let you you back on. For another state of the frogs, um, Bobby
2: just decides to bring in our players to an issue that has <laughs> nothing to do with our players. Like,
0: well, I saw what be. I, I saw what I saw every time. To- Literally, every time I turned did on the see, TV, it was a pit.
2: Mary- did you see Gary go? not go for it like on fourth down on the goal line and take the <laughs> and take a freaking delay of game to I back did, up for a field goal while we the, not, one, the no,
0: I did not flip it to play. ESPNU enough times to really get the grasp of that game, but I, it was just everything I saw was a disaster. It was a mess, and I, I, I've I hated West Virginia all season long. Uh, let's move on to them, by the way. Iowa State going to Mountain Mama. Favored by seven. Um, yeah, Iowa State's back, folks. Look, uh, they should have lost last week. Got completely uh, – OSU got completely jobbed by the refs. Um, that, that was a first down for sure. But with that being said, this Iowa State team looks like they've come back. They looked like they've come back to life. So give me the Cyclones to win by seven on the road. Yeah. Like, sorry to We're shift still- it so hard on you there, but, you know.
2: We're still in Brocktober. Give me, give me Iowa State. I'll ride with them
3: all. October, so.
0: tis the season. Bro, October go Cyclones. Jameson?
3: Yeah, I think West Virginia is getting a little bit too much love here from being TCU, and we've seen. Even though I picked TCU this week, uh, TCU has their faults. Um, I understand. I'm kind oh, of. Oh, has their faults. <laughs> Don't fire <laughs> him up again. Oh God. Uh, I, I like Iowa State here by seven.
0: Um, oh. Incredible. Give
3: me the, the, the mystery. I don't know. What do I got next? I'm guessing Texas Baylor next, Bobby. Oh, no, he we have up. two
0: games left. We have two games left. It's Texas Baylor and OU Texas Tech. It's, it's OU Texas, Texas Tech. It's Texas Baylor.
3: Texas and at I Baylor.
0: Sure. I God. <laughs> I, I apparently didn't edit, it's I didn't two and edit and the spread. Baylor is favored by two and a half on the Brazos River. Um do you got the that being said, it's probably gonna be a UT home game, basically. uh, Jameson. You got the Bears to uh, keep it a uh, rolling, or uh, you got you, you bringing the horns back,
3: dude. I, I've been saying since the beginning of the season. Um, Blake enlightened me with Gary, uh, the other Gary, he, the Gary that's actually doing good this season in Bahannon for for Baylor, and he's brought me onto that bandwagon. Um, but I just feel like Baylor. You know, I'm struggling really, really hard to pick him here. Um, I understand Texas has been all gas and no fuel, um, for the majority of the second half, and their defense is definitely, um, you know, something suspect, but I could just see Bijan Robinson taking over this game. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be very entertaining. I really, I think Gary Bohannon is going to throw all over this team and having a high scoring game, but
0: I hate to say, I'm going to go Texas. Damn. Okay. Keeping it going. Uh, Ty, who do you got?
1: Yeah, no analysis needed. Both horns up. Let's go, Texas. I think Texas. Uh, I think Texas takes the the outright win. So, okay. Give me, uh, give me the horns. All right, Blake,
0: who do you got?
2: I think Baylor's still being underrated all year long, and I'm gonna stick with it now. They have a top 15 offense in yards and points per game. Like, Dave Aranda's a great defensive coach, and they have a great defense, but this team is led by their offense, so it's looking like more of a traditional Baylor team, where it's really, like, they look really good. Like, Gary Bohannon's awesome, a classic settler name with Abraham Smith as their running back, incredible, like, he's been incredible, they, like... Baylor has a better offense and defense. Like they grade better on both sides of the ball. I just think this is this number's way too low. And Texas is just getting love because they're Texas and they have B. Robinson. they these guys that you heard of. And it's just Baylor's not getting a lot of national attention, but they're really good this year. Like I, my prediction right now is OU Baylor in Arlington. Like I think Baylor's really that good. So give me Baylor.
0: Yeah. Look, I, I like Baylor too. I I'm pretty big on Baylor. But this seems like the perfect game where it's like things are lining up for OU. You have a lot of good strength of schedules, like situations lined up. And then you have a dumb team like Texas just bowl into Waco and get a win. Uh, and I, that's what I think happens here. Um, you know, both teams off a of bye week, but Texas is the more desperate team. Baylor, they might be a better team, but I, I, I think these two teams are sneakily closer than you would think. Uh, and that's not an insult to Baylor. I think Baylor is a damn good team. Um, but I, I think UT gets the win here in a nail biter. Um, this could go either way. Do not bet it. I I do not like the line whatsoever. Uh, so yeah, give. Bet give it. Me d- I love this line. Bet okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Give me the horns though. Moving on. We have the game that everybody wants to see: Texas Tech at Oklahoma. The Sooners inexplicably favored by 20. Uh, I'll get it started off here. Look, I'm I'm right back to it. No, no. Texas Tech is covering this damn spread. I don't care that they just fired their head coach. They're getting the fired head coach bump, especially with a guy like Sonny Cumbie, who is an offensive mind of some sort. I uh, don't know if he's a genius. Uh, no. He has
2: but, a mind, Bobby. You are right, and he was the offensive coordinator. So
0: Look, I, I just, I, I'm just saying, look, we, we watched Jason Bean run all over the defense. There's not enough time to fix it. Um and, and frankly, 20 is just too many points. I think Tech does enough to get this close. Um, I think it's about a two-score victory for Oklahoma, uh, but a Texas Tech cover.
2: Yep, yeah, I'm going opposite, I'm just, I'm, OU's going to bounce back. And I know last week was fun, and I had my good chuckles and stuff like that, but Caleb Williams is really good. And I know Sunny Cumbie, I've had to deal with Sonny Cumbie for a long time, and He's no genius, and he does not know offense. So, I'm I got a ride with OU this week, and it's just frustrating coming out of that game. I think Cincinnati has gotten a little bit more hate than OU. Uh, I've heard some national media members say Caleb Williams like was heroic in that game, and Desmond Ritter and Cincinnati really struggled, and that really hurt their chances. Navy is a lot better than Kansas, I think. Like, a lot better. It's harder to play the triple option than whatever Kansas did last week, so... But I... But that's just my little rant, but give me OU. Like, Sunny can't be so bad, and I don't want him to become the future head coach, so I need him to get put in the ground as well.
0: I I will say it's hard hard to say since he, you know, is getting hit hard, or harder than OU when OU literally dropped, so... Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I... I, I, I think, I feel I, like I, it's oh, more you of should like get hit. perception.
2: Yeah. It's more of like some people's perception. I don't think they should. Like, I think Navy's just like triple option teams are hard to prepare for. You yeah. saw it with Tyler Murray and Army. Like, it's just like even with good teams, it's hard to prepare for that. Oh,
0: so. you should be hit harder because Kansas is, a, I think, a, a worse team. And also, you know, let's just be honest. They've looked, they've done, they've had like six of these since he's had one. Uh, anyways, Blake, or, sorry, Ty, who do you got?
1: Yeah, I, I will say real quick, OU is a proven commodity. You know, you know what you're gonna get from, from OU, right? Like we, we were disappointing, but we've been here. We've been here since two thousand. We've been here for twenty one years now. So obviously Cincy, you know, being an unproven commodity is uh is gonna get knocked a little bit more. And I mean brand by that. So with all that being said, I we just did a whole podcast on this. I think this is out of character for me, but I like the Sooners here. I like the Sooners in 20. I think hopefully we're going to see some stuff after Kansas. Texas Tech, I don't buy the fired coach bump. I I think it's going to be, you know, especially with – I think that's a a dated way to look at things. I think nowadays with the ease of transfer and everything else, I think there's going to be a lot of people – Uh, whether they do it or not, looking at exit options and and looking at other things. And I think there's a lot of stuff going on in the Texas Tech locker room that has got guys thinking about things besides this game. Whereas in the OU locker room, hopefully, you know, how many times are we going to get fooled with this? But hopefully our coaches are sitting down with our guys and saying, hey, you know, we're better than this. We need to do better. We need to come out here and show out and show that we're Oklahoma. So give me OU minus 20.
0: Okay.
3: Jameson? Yeah. <clears throat> Give me OU by 24, I think we cover here. Um, first of all, because Bobby's finally going against OU, which is a rarity, folks. Um, so once he crosses the pass, he's probably gonna eat the uh, yeah, eat the shit. So um, and also I-, I think the defensive line steps up and plays better because, you know, for the past couple games, you know, some people have saying the defensive line playing better, but you know, we're obviously worrying about the secondary. Now it's like, defensive line, you are talented. Show up and just absolutely destroy the other team. They can do that versus Texas Tech, and they should have the fuel to do that. And, if, you know, if you just throw a pass rush and, you know, a nice run defense on Texas Tech, they're going to react to that. You know, Columbia throws interceptions. You know, Sriracha Thompson, if you can shut him down, um, the Texas Tech offense is going to struggle. And I think the way that our offense has been playing, you know, especially with only scoring touchdowns on all five drives in the second half versus Kansas, understands understand it's Cam- Kansas. With that momentum and with everything that's gone on the offense, um, hopefully getting someone back, um, our wide receivers, and Mike Woods hopefully coming back. I don't know the extent of his injury. That should help if he does come back. Um, give me OU by 24 here and maybe seeing some backup of Ralph Rucker versus Spencer Rattler of who's the first quarterback on.
0: Okay, I like it. A lot of love for OU here. Let's move on to our wild card pick. And, Jameson, you get to start us off. Yeah, so I was out I was lead
3: last week and um so the lead person you get to choose you either want to go first or last to begin with and we kind of go in order of how everyone's records are and i had the last pick in the wild card and it absolutely gave me so much anxiety and i did not like it um so i wanted to be first in the wild card here and last week like i said pick pack 12 not picking pack 12 ever again i want to go something back to something that makes me feel um like I, i've been there before and it just feels right And, Blake, I know that you might have some interesting, uh, you know, maybe you might disagree with me here, but I'm going back to the good old Fade Wyoming crew. And I'm going to go San Jose State at home. Oh, God, this this is messy. I know. And (laughs) I know last time he did that. Last time he did that, everyone listening, I saw I was in love with Blake's pick of Air Force versus Wyoming. It covers, it was very easy, and I said I want to hop on this Wyoming train. Something I always like playing the piggyback. And he hated the Fresno State pick. 17 to 0 for Fresno State over Wyoming. That probably really hurt Wyoming and they're just an absolute fraud. They're 4 and 1 at the time that Blake picked them. So 4 and 3 um so and then, and then last week, anyone know how bad of a football program New Mexico has been for the past years? Bad. And guess what happened? New Mexico beat Wyoming 14 to 3 with Wyoming at home. Now Wyoming goes on the road as a three point underdog to San Jose State. I understand San Jose State toyed around with UNLV, but at least they ended the game off well, right, Blake? Oh yes they did, but dude, this isn't Nick Starkle San Jose State. Like that. this is like this is your
2: this is your mother San Jose State that you remember <laughs> just getting beat by every West Coast team. Like this is a stinky game on both sides. So, Give like,
3: me San Jose State. Not because of San Jose State, because I like going back to the well of Fade, Wyoming and I don't know why they keep giving these lines. Like there's some kind of like really great team. They only beat UConn by two, then they lost to Air Force by ten, didn't score a point versus Fresno, and only scored three versus New Mexico. Like, am I missing something here? Give me Santa as I say. We can move on to Ty. I've talked enough about these things, that don't matter. Ty, who do you got?
1: All right, this one. I think I might be stepping on someone's toes here, I don't know. But Jameson half-picked, and uh, the order is the order. I'm picking Miami versus Pitts. All right, because it's a juicy line. I'm known to pick Miami uh, throughout the season, um, and one of my rules is you don't go with Miami after like week three. Like you pretty much just fade them after week three when it comes to the lines. Pitt coming off of a yeah, I mean great win against Clemson. Um, great for Pitt. They're coming in the nine and a half favorites against the Hurricanes. And the hurricanes are having to come up to to Pittsburgh, um, which is significant. They're not moving because we had this whole argument about it's about time zones or whatever. It's the same time zone, but they're having to travel uh, like four or five hours to get up there, which is a a significant amount of travel on a plane Um, because it's not about time zones. It's about time traveled. Uh, because that's how time zones work. It's literally
2: about, in in the day and age where you can charter a plane, and it's not about anything, that a plane can be more comfortable than my apartment.
1: You've been able to charter planes for a hundred years.
2: Yeah, they're comfortable. Like, it's it used to be time zones, but then time zones stopped whenever these players get the most comfortable conditions known to man that they're getting from point A to point
1: B. Possibly. Let's see who Miami charters with. No, we're not going to go on that segment. So, um, yeah, I think I already mentioned it, but I like Pitt minus 9.5 against Miami. We fade Miami uh, later on in the season. I think it's a surprisingly low line. I kind of understand with Miami uh, why it is where it is, but, uh, you know, it's obviously just under. There's no way to get in nine and a 9.5, but uh, the fact that it's technically a single-digit line uh, is really cool to me. So give me Pitt here. I think that's a good one to look at gambling-wise. Okay, Blake, who do you got?
2: Yep, so I'm going to highlight another G5 team that I just feel like hasn't gotten enough respect this year. Give me UTEP plus 11.5 at Florida Atlantic University. And look, where were you when UTEP is freaking bowl eligible? They have six wins. No, this is not UTSA, me. This is UTEP significantly. It's the same significantly worse usually one or two wins a season we got six wins in el paso this team is going bowling hopefully i don't need any weird screw around but look florida atlantic i know they blew out charlotte last week and i was on charlotte big but i just they're a shaky team and i just want to highlight the fact that utep they are the game versus utsa the next week is going to be nationally televised both of these teams finally getting their due gonna be wait did UTEP? Or did they get stuck in? Did they get stuck in the Conference USA? Uh, UTEP
0: is stuck. Oh,
2: crap. Okay, <laughs> just go out there. <laughs> just go out get there. Trapped. Show what you got. Show what you got, boys. you are probably about to be an FBS independent, but just show what you got. <laughs> Give me the eleven and a half. We're going bowling this year, minor nation. Let's go. Hey,
0: hey and honestly, a little sneak peek for next week's card. We got UTEP-UTSA on the main card, folks. So So get ready. (laughs) We got Meep Meep versus the Miners. Get Uh, this tyrant out of here. (laughs) Put that... Look, that might be college game day, so y'all shut up. I'm very much looking forward to uh, college game day live from the border. It'll be a great time. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, I'm going to go with mine. And it's, um, it's a tough one. I don't really know how to trust this team, but I think I do. I think I, I think I will let them into my heart. The Oregon State Beavers, one and a half point dogs at Cal. I know the, I know the Golden Bears have been on a roll, but I feel like Oregon State ha, ha, like they're starting to kind of put it together. They're getting sneaky. So give me the beeves to cover one and a half here. I think they're a better team. After the back 12th, this,
2: this needs to be said on record, but it's Halloween weekend, and if o- or OSU, as an Oregon state, doesn't bring out the spooky beaver <laughs> uniforms, we are, it is over, Bobby. You've lost that bet. This is spooky beaver weather, and if they're not out, it's it's over. It's over. It's spooky beaver season,
0: so. especially in Northern California. There's like, uh, you know, in Berkeley, there will they'll be like a little fog. Maybe they literally play on a fault line. You know, at, at any time, the entire stadium could fall into the earth. So like, that's spooky. So yeah, spooky beaver season is upon us. I so. might.
2: This might be my luck. I might have to slam this. Uh, spooky Beaver season on Halloween—you can't get much better than that. I, and, I might have to. I love that
0: pick, Bobby. I love that pick. Well, oh, well, thank you, Blake. That and means they looked, a lot. They, that, looked, they looked great versus Utah. On that house. that might be, that, that might be the uh, the kiss of death though on on this pick. Uh, last week, Actual. Blake, last last week, Blake slammed my my, my uh, Notre Dame uh, pot of greed, and it you know turned into a pot of gold for me. So you never know. But all right. That's the slate, everyone. Thanks for uh, th- thanks for joining, and uh, for all of y'all listening. Thanks for listening. It was um, it was a wild ride, uh, definitely an interesting one. But I, I think we all like our slate. We all like our picks, and you know, next week we've got Week Ten. It's it's hard to believe we we are barreling towards the end of this, barreling towards conference championship and uh, bowl season, um, and it's still really tight. We'll see who comes out on top, um, but like this make sure to check out our other content subscribe to us on youtube so you can see all of our reactions such as blake squirming whenever one of us makes a horrible pick it's always fun um and then of course football feast we, we uh have a just wonderful wonderful video uh of the texas tech uh spanky's fried cheese it's it's a total mess you'll love it um and of course the Scooter sim produced by our good friend michael whitman so with that being said, guys, uh, any final words, uh, Blake?
2: I'm just ready for a good, good. We got good football this weekend, and I love the slate. I think my picks were really good this weekend. I don't know about y'all's, but we shall see how it goes. That's the beauty of college football. So I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Ty. Final words.
1: Yeah, Blake said we had bad college. Last week was a great week for college football, and Blake thought it was bad. So
2: no, because someone um, coming in the chat like, "Oh, the big upset with Iowa State over OSU." I'm like, Iowa State was I had never said favorite. anything. No,
1: like no, no. It was, it was a record-setting week for college football on several occasions. It was a great week. It's been a the great BS season. New
2: overtime it's, season. Yep, yeah, we don't. We're not gonna have. To it's
0: get gonna it out. be no, another no. great week for football. Um. So yeah, I'm excited. We we had the dumbest overtime of all time. Last week was awesome. I loved it. Uh, Jameson, final words.
3: Yeah, Blake. I actually did not know Starkel was not starting, but does not matter? I didn't realize that Fresno State's quarterback was in the
2: past like four games. Jameson. Jameson, That's do you want a Mulligan? So no, I do bad. not want a
3: Mulligan. I love it. I like. I said I'm only picking for Wyoming's sake against <laughs> them. The last time that Bob, I mean Blake, was not on um, me picking against Wyoming, it ended up pretty good. Let's just ride this on. Keep on riding the wave until it kicks me off, baby.
0: Okay. All right. There it is. Well, folks, that was the Weekend Spread presented by the Schooner Pod and the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll catch you next time for another week of picks. Have a good one. Good luck out there, everyone.